everyone and welcome back to another episode of the ZX Spectrum Podcast. This is episode 3 and as you can probably tell from the music, that was taken from the classic game Dizzy, the ultimate cartoon adventure. The music you heard playing was composed by John Paul Eldridge and the game was done by the Oliver Twins and published by Codemasters and it came out in 1987. So... First of all, before I go into the um, game itself and a few of my memories and talk a few little facts and things like that, I do want to sort of just quickly uh, talk about the podcast itself. So I haven't done an episode of the ZX Spectrum podcast in about three months. I will be doing these episodes hopefully weekly. And um, I had to get a bit of time off from podcasting, and that's because we were moving the business over to our current uh, house, and that's all sort of pretty much done. I've got a bit more free time now, and I can record this in the morning uh, at one point during the week. Uh, so yeah, there's loads of ZX Spectrum games I'm looking forward to doing. Uh, I will mention the games uh, during the week, and then you guys can talk about your memories of the particular game. Um, but today's episode, then, I want to talk about Dizzy, the ultimate cartoon adventures, and my memories of the game. And I also want to talk a little bit about like um, the price of the game, where I got the game, and all that, then. So, let's start from the beginning, then. So, Dizzy, the ultimate cartoon adventure, was the first game starring the egghead hero, Dizzy. And, again, the Oliver Twins, I don't know if they knew that they were creating uh, like a ZX Spectrum hero, who I reckon is up there with Henhouse Harry and Manic Miner as ZX Spectrum icons. And he appeared in loads of different sort of like spin-off and other games in his series, and he ended up appearing on the NES and loads more, which I will talk about uh, maybe in other episodes of the podcast. So my first memory of Dizzy then was I went round to my cousin Alex's house and he had an Amstrad CPC 464 and Alex was probably about six or seven years older than me so he had access to his own money, he could go to the shop a lot more to pick up his games whereas I think at the time, 1987, I was only 10 years old so I still did rely on my parents quite a bit. So, going around to my cousin Alex's house, I mean, I loved the Amstrad, still do to this day. I remember him telling me that he had this new game called Dizzy, and um, he loaded it up. He didn't show me the cover-up, but he loaded it up, and there was this amazing sort of screenshot of Dizzy staring into the sunset of a castle in the background, and I will slightly compare them a little bit later on. And then the game started and it had this amazing music, which is very, very different to the music uh, on the ZX Spectrum. I don't know why they did the music differently. Uh, I believe the first Dizzy game was actually done on the Amstrad and then ported to the other versions. And I think later on, perhaps, maybe I could be wrong, um, they mostly appeared on the ZX Spectrum, first of all. But again, you guys can let me know that. You know, I'm sure there's lots of people that know this stuff and have researched this stuff. The series of the ZX Spectrum podcast is mostly me talking about my memories of like my favorite games, uh, discovering some new games, and playing some recent games. So that's what I hope to do, to play as many ZX Spectrum games as possible. So anyway, the game loaded up, and straight away I was drawn to this little egg character. He had like a big smile, big eyes, he had boxing gloves, red boxing gloves, and red shoes. And he would sort of like waggle them. And the starting place was him being in a well. There was a cauldron to your side. And not well, he wasn't in the well. But that was an amazing starting point. It was very iconic. The tree to your left, I believe, had like a face. 
And um, I was just in awe of this game. Now, I don't know if it's the same with other people, but when you're playing a game at someone else's house or if you borrow something that isn't yours really, you don't really invest the time that you'd like to uh, really, you know, when you uh, play your own thing really. So, yeah, I played it for a little bit. Uh, I love the cartoon sort of graphics. I honestly felt it looked like a real cartoon and I fell in love with this game. And then later on, I think... Uh, Maybe during that same weekend, I convinced my dad to take me down to Brixton. So I used to live in South London, and we got a bus ride down there. And my dad always used to get me my games. So we went down to Woolworths, and I remember just walking into my local Woolworths in Brixton, and there was just like this row of shelves, and they had all the ZX Spectrum cassettes. Now, it's weird. I was talking to my wife earlier on that, you know, even my little girl who's six will never know the wonders of going into a shop and seeing all these cassettes there, you know, and, and the games, I forgot to mention, Dizzy was one ninety nine, you know, and that was a budget gaming, and I remember sort of just searching through it, most of the ZX Spectrum had like a yellow label, I think, and some of the other ones had like an orange or a red, I can't quite remember, but you could always tell which one was a Commodore, Amstrad or Atari, you know, they all had this little colour thing. And I, that wasn't always a case. I think that started happening a little bit later. But I still have that memory of just going through and searching for it. And I found it. And I remember finding the uh, the cover art and just being in complete total awe um, that I finally had this game, you know, one ninety nine. So I couldn't go wrong. I, I mean, I'd say I was spoiled because I used to get a couple of games a week whenever my dad was sort of going into... Um, Brixton, you know, he'd bring me along, and uh, I've got to say, um, the cover art then, it is absolutely stunning, so here we've got Dizzy in a mysterious cavern, there's like a waterfall, there are these skinhead blokes who are rolling up the sleeves, one guy's coming out sort of, um, of some sort of, I don't know, manhole cover, there's like a little egg sort of like in a cage, in a wooden cage, and it says in the cover art, Dizzy, and I love that font, that font's always stuck to me, it's so iconic, and I remember a little bit later, fast forwarding to like about, you know, like, to like about 10 years ago, this podcast is going to go all over the place, I remember for 1HMPS slash Retro Asylum, I interviewed the Oliver Twins, and um, I don't think they were quite aware why they did these things with these skinhead blokes there, because sometimes you'd give the artists an idea of what the game was going to be about, and they produce some art. But regardless, I mean, that artwork is iconic. So it says, The Ultimate Cartoon Adventure by the Oliver Twins, author of Grand Prix Simulator. And this is where I started getting into sort of seeing who made the games and looking for other games that these guys had made. Not just the Oliver Twins, but all the other famous programmers out there. So anyway, I remember buying the game for $1.99, sitting on the bus on the way back and looking at the um, sort of like the screenshots, which were always on the back. And it said actual spectral, spe spectrum screenshots. And yeah, it says brilliant action and strategy. You'll get Dizzy playing this cartoon adventure. And, you know, I, I just remember first seeing that Dizzy didn't have his red boxing gloves. And I thought, oh, Dizzy hasn't got his red boxing gloves. 
So uh, I'll tell you a little story about this then as soon as we get in. But anyway, I also used to read the cassette inlay of a game before um, I'd get home. So it said, Dizzy was exploring this haunted forest, looking for berries and flowers and a piece of wood which would make a club when he uncovered a mystifying stone slab. Brushing the dirt aside, he was able to read that after a great deal of head scratching, the faint inscription. Um, and I can't quite read what it says there, the Otto something potion. Dizzy remembered his egg father had spoken of such a potion. It's the only way to rid of a land of athletes for, and it can also be used to destroy the evil wizard Zax. Dizzy trembled with fear as he recalled the words. Zax brought fear to the village. He cast spells that turned people old, men made men blind, and caused it to rain every Sunday afternoon during cricket. Dizzy was determined to put a stop to all of this. He would be the hero of the yoke flock. He read on. And I think on the other side, it says like what you needed to collect. I think it was like a leprechaun's wig, um, cloud silver lining, and a few other things. And what you had to do in the game, I'll quickly explain. It's sort of like a cartoon adventure where you go from left to right and you have to collect certain items to put in a cauldron to um, then you put in a bottle to defeat the evil wizard's axe. Sounds easy? It's not. And I'll tell you why in one second. So the game itself says it's um, to load. You press the game. Load hash hash, which is famous for the 48K, and then enter. And I had a ZX Spectrum Plus 2 at the time. So even then, you'd have to go into 48 basic mode and load the game like a 48K. So this game's only 48K mode. But again, you can play it on the um, on, on a Plus 2. And it says graphics by James Wilson. Um, okay, so I, I started loading up the game. And I don't know if you guys are the same as me. But um, when I used to uh, load up games... I used to grab myself like a fizzy drink, like a Coca-Cola, grab myself a pack of crisps or like something to snack on, like a sandwich. And I'd sit there in awe as the game started loading up. Now, ZX Spectrum loading screen, you know, some people nowadays would be like, God, that's horrendous. It sounds like, um, like a modem. And even recently when we watched Black Mirror, a lot of people weren't aware of what uh, the main character and that was listening towards the end, and it was actually ZX Spectrum sounds. But to me, that is music to my ears. So anyway, I'm sat there with my sandwich, my pack of crisp, and my uh, Coca-Cola podcast, not sponsored by Coca-Cola. And um, I just started seeing the screen fill up and uh, with lots of different lines, like the Speckies to do, colorful lines, and then it loaded up. And I remember just being blown away by the beautiful artwork. And it's so beautiful. And I'll describe it in one second. I've actually got it um, like a big A4 print on my wall. Um, later on during the ZX Spectrum podcast, I will be doing video versions of the podcast. But I couldn't get my laptop working. So at the moment, I'm currently recording it on a garage band only. But there will be like a video version of the podcast as well with me playing the games through. I mean... Just lack of time. I'm going away in the next couple of hours. Got to tidy up a little bit, so I apologize about that. But anyway, let's talk about the uh, screenshot itself. So our hero is standing on top of, I don't know if it's crystals or ice crystals, and he's staring into the distance, and it's like a beautiful pink castle in the background, ginormous. And in the background behind him, there's little huts, there's like a forest, there's grass, this like this ocean, it's like a river, beautiful sunset, the mountains, and at the top it says dizzy, and it's got two sort of like a dizzy sort of like uh, things on the left and right hand side, and the lives, 
And honestly, I was just at awe watching that load up. And then the game started. And that's when the music that I played at the beginning by John Paul Eldridge starts. And I loved it. I listened to it and I was just involved in the whole experience. And this is something that I think I've lost nowadays. I mean, I admittedly, I know, um, I don't know, some people still buy physical copies of the games. But me, I just tend to buy digital versions of like PlayStation 4 games, you know, or, you know, like I play online. And, um, but back then, it, it was like a journey. It was an experience, you know, saving up your pocket money, going to the shop, looking through all the games, finding the game that you wanted, you know. And a lot of the time, you'd, you know, it was word of mouth from the playground or it was, you know, like from reviews like Crash or Sinclair, Sinclair user. And that's how you picked your games. And for one ninety nine, honestly, Codemasters really just just did so well i mean that they, they were like some of the best budget gamers out there i mean you had sort of like other like mastronic firebird uh piranha i think was another one players there was loads of other budget uh, games which i will be covering loads of the different games uh, from loads of different companies i'm not going to just be doing codemasters although codemasters did do some of my favorite i think they're you know like the the yellow zappy type um sort of I don't know. I don't know. It's not a font. It's like the thing that they would print on the back where they'd put the right. And it's just so iconic, you know. And I'd love the way they would say actual spectrum screenshots. It just really blew my mind. So anyway, the game started and there we were, dizzy. No red boxing gloves like the Amstrad version. There was no in-game music. But the character, although he didn't have red boxing gloves... He did look better. He was just—I just love the fact that he's just plain white, you know, like the 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 black for the eyes and the mouth and whatever else. And it just—it was sharper visuals. I loved the way the trees just had this ready orange feel to them. The artwork is just unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't think I'd seen artwork like that before. Now I've got to say, my first ZX Spectrum was a plus two. I didn't have a 48K. I nearly got one and talked about it once on a podcast that I was so happy. And then something went wrong on eBay that the guy didn't have it or was defective. So I didn't get it. So I was a bit disappointed. But yeah, um, and I haven't got a plus two. I've sold it recently, which I'll probably talk about in another episode of the podcast. Uh, why I just play on emulation, I suppose, for an actual ZX Spectrum. Lack of time, I guess. Um, you know, not enough hours in the day. So I tend to play when I'm commuting somewhere. So anyway, I love the graphics on the Specky. Dizzy had to go around from left to right. He didn't just jump. He sort of like did somersaults, you know, like sideways. And I love the animation. The animation was brilliant. And again, please check out the Retro Asylum episode where I interviewed the Oliver Twins, where you can find out why they created him as an egg. Uh, you know, they just basically wanted to create this big sort of like the biggest sprite they could do. And it turned out to be a head. And then it's just like... Listen to that interview, a really good interview. I'm glad because of my getting into podcasting all these years ago, I finally got to chat to a lot of my childhood heroes, whether it be Retro Asylum, RGDS, or Get to the Chopper. Right, so um, the game you had to collect lots of different items, and it's sort of like an RPG side scrolling cartoon adventure. Um, it's great because the first puzzle that you'll come across if you go to the left is you'll find, um, I'm like, I'm. Um, some oil and 
it's a shame that you don't have this in a lot of the other later Disney games. Is You know you've got to pick up an item because it flashes lots of different colours. And I always thought that was a special touch, which sadly was lacking from the other games. And then so you come across a rusted minecart as you go to a few screens to your left. And then obviously oil, rusted Minecraft, you do that. Minecraft minecart, uh, you do that, uh, the minecart moves, and then you've got access to a whole different other level. There's baddies like birds, you've got to get like the bird seed, the acme bird seed, which for whatever reason kills them. You've got like the spider sort of repellent, and that sort of kills the spiders, bat repellent, or whatever it is. You've got to find lots of different things that will defeat the baddies, even an umbrella, sorry, even like a raincoat, which will get rid of the rain. Um, and Everything does something. There's a few items that are MacGuffins that don't actually do something, which add a bit more confusion. The world itself, I wouldn't say it's huge. I think it's perfectly sized. But what makes you spend a lot of time on the actual game is that you can only carry one item. Now, you can pick up lives throughout the game, uh, but it's that one carrying thing alone that really, I think, stops the game from being a five out of five games now i will be reviewing the games out of five you know five being the best one being terrible three being like a decent you know four being a good game but not fantastic and um i'll talk about the music and everything in one second reviewing them but the game itself i love the um just the playability it was just going from left to right exploring all the different sort of like screens, you know, what some of the trees had faces. There was like a beanstalk type thing, a cloud floating in the background, you know, that just like the crystal level down at the bottom. There was one level which really messed me up. It was like this bridge. And if you walked on a certain part of the bridge, you would fall down. There was no getting out of it, you know. And back in the day, I never finished the game. It wasn't until like about seven years ago I actually finished the game. And I was so happy. I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Instagram. I think even the Oliver Twins saw that, you know. But hey, it's something I had to do uh, because I love the ZX Spectrum. It's like one of my favorite computers ever. So I think what I'll do now then is start reviewing the game itself then. So the game itself, like I said, it's... a an adventure game, sort of, you, you know, like a little platformer, adventure collection. I don't know how to describe it, really. Just, I'll describe it as the ultimate cartoon adventure. So the graphics, I would I would say, you know, I'd give them a five. Now, I'm going to average it all out, really. Um, the graphics are beautiful. And actually, you know what? I'm going to give the graphics a four. A four out of five, because the graphics do improve as the series went on. And, I mean, this was the first game in the series. There's nothing wrong with the graphics. There were games with better graphics at the time, but I love the cartoon style of this. The music, although fantastic, there's, it's very limited. It's in the intro or when you die, and that's the only time you get music in the game. So, again, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. And um, the story of the game, I think the story is good. I like it. It's a little bit silly, you know. It's got a few little jokes there about the cricket thing raining on a Sunday. and But I think... A game does need a good story to involve you in it. And, you know, so I would give it like a, a three out of five as well. Sound, it's typical ZX Spectrum sound. Little little sound effects when you pick up something. Nothing too spectacular. 
Again, the Zenith Spectrum wasn't known for its greatest sound effects. Music was amazing, though. So I'll give it a 3 out of 5. I mean, most games would probably get a 3 out of 5 for Zenith Spectrum, unless it's got nothing, really. But again, I'm gonna, it depends on when the game came out. Obviously, a game that came out in 1987 is more newer than a game that came out in about 1984, where it, you know, it was just starting out. So I think, overall, I'm going to give the game a 4 out of 5, because... It's a great game, sadly let down by the fact that you can only carry one uh, item in your inventory, which makes you go back and forth all over the place. But that will be fixed in sort of the sequels, like Treasure Island Dizzy, Fantasy World Dizzy, and they perfected it. And yeah, that's it. So guys, I will be back with more uh, episodes of the ZX Spectrum podcast. They will be weekly. I'll try and get them out every Monday and uh, please leave me an iTunes review, and uh, it really means a lot if you do do that, you know, because I do this not to sort of like make money or anything like that. I'm doing this because I really enjoy the ZX Spectrum. I really enjoy talking about it, and it just it's like a little pat on the back. It's like a little shake of the hand saying, well done. So just look for the ZX Spectrum podcast on iTunes and leave us a little review. It only takes a minute. Now, next week then, the game that I'll be talking about is Jack the Nipper 2 Coconut Capers. So I will be posting something shortly where you can tell me your memories and thoughts of the game. Great game. It's a sequel to another game which I haven't played a lot of recently, which I do tend to remedy while I do this. So also don't forget to check out and get to the Chopper podcast. Oh, my phone's going off there. Do you apologize? I'm not really going to edit this. The only thing I'm going to edit on this um, podcast is intro music and outro music. Now, obviously, the intro music was done by John Paul Eldridge. I will be doing like a remix music of Dizzy, maybe the Amstrad version, me being a bit cheeky there. Um, but check out an amazing website if you're into your ZX Spectrum called spectrumcomputing.co.uk. Fantastic website. I'm not sure how long it's been going on. I used to recommend World of Spectrum, which I'd still say I would do. But spectrumcomputing.co.uk, fantastic website. I love the way the interface of it. Loads of different things. World of Spectrum seems a little bit broken at the moment. You know, certain links don't work. And also, of course, check out yokefolk.com. Uh, Andrew Joseph and his team there do an amazing Dizzy website. So if you love Dizzy, check out yokefolk.com. Big shout out to the Oliver Twins who created um, Dizzy. Big shout out to everyone that works on this game, like James Wilson, John Paul Eldridge. Uh, honestly, you guys created like a fantastic game, which basically gave me, 10-year-old me, so many hours of happiness. And even to this day, you know, I'm in my 40s now, and I still play the ZX Spectrum and Dizzy. It's a game that I still play to this day. And with that then, guys, I've been Andy Godoy. I shall see you next week with another episode of the ZX Spectrum Podcast. Goodbye.